Welcome back to episode six. I believe it's episode six of Another Side of the Couch. This is Nina. This is Chelsea. This is Ashley A. And Ashley E. And it's great to be back with you guys. How are you? Good. Can't uh, can't complain too much over here. <laughs> you can. You're just choosing not to, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I could sense it. Uh, yeah, one of those. <laughs> I just got out of session. <laughs> got it. Well, I have no complaints either. Um, yeah, I have no complaints at this time. I'm doing pretty good. You're my, blessed. <clears throat> my only complaint is tired, being tired, but everything else is pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's back to that, huh, Ashley? I'm always tired at this point. It's the end of my day. Yeah, not <laughs> enough hours week. in the day, huh? No, definitely not. Never. Okay, so today we're going to be covering self-esteem. Um, and the politically correct uh, definition of self-esteem is the way a person feels about oneself. So basically, more specifically, it refers to a person's overall sense of his or her own value. So before we kind of jump into the topic about, you know, just some statistics and talk about how self-esteem specifically correlates into our everyday um, jobs with our clients, how do you feel that um, an individual even builds self-esteem? Like, where does it start from? Where do you guys feel like it starts from? I would say from childhood. childhood. Yeah. Mhm. I I mean the messages that you get growing up I think definitely shape how you view yourself from that point on. Okay. So the messages that we're getting from who though? Uh anybody, parents, uh friends at school, family Teachers. members. Yeah. Social media has a big part of that now. Oh, that's than true. I forgot we're old. And- <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. You're like the youngest and- one in this right. room. What are you Okay, about? but when Seriously. I was little, I didn't have social media. I didn't have social media till like high school. So, hello. I I also think an, um, sports also impacts that. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I didn't even think about sports, but I definitely, now that you brought it up, I definitely agree because a lot of times, more often than not, those who are on an athletic team, they get more attention, um, you know, as opposed to, like, all the other students um, in the school, as well as there, if they are a, significant, a really significantly good player. Um, so, yeah, yeah, Chelsea, that's a good point. I never even thought about that. See? <laughs> and, and as some of us are still thinking on Friday at 7 o'clock at night. <laughs> Oh my god! And Ashley, you can speak for yourself because I'm not old. However, I do. <laughs> wow. However, I do agree with the fact that social media does play a significant role, as in being just like you stated. When we were growing up, we didn't have social media. We didn't have technology. Everything was not technology driven, and everything wasn't put on social media for everybody to see. So. I mean, I guess you're right. That makes a significant impact on how we view ourselves and the way we interact with others in the world. But we'll get into we'll get into more oh, of that you know later what we on. Did have? I'm gonna hit you with a throwback. We had AIM. Okay, oh, oh, oh. I was happy oh, on the AIM. But happy. how old were we? How old were we when we had AIM? No, and you know what? I'm lying. I'm what? lying. I'm lying. I had Facebook since high school. I had MySpace since like seventh grade. So actually, you actually, had MySpace in seventh grade. Yeah, I'm young. I'm you young. Fa- I no, forgot. you fast because I didn't have MySpace <laughs> in seventh grade. I didn't have MySpace until high school. Oh no, I had it in. Well, you're older than I am, so it oh, came whoa, out. Whoa, like, whoa, whoa! Watch your mouth. <laughs> watch your goddamn Uh-oh. mouth. It wasn't. It wasn't alive when you were in seventh grade. It came out when when I was in seventh grade. You know, you were in high school. That's how that works. 
Ashley, we're not that much older than you. Right. Yeah, relax. But I'm just saying that's how that happened. I wasn't fast. That's just when it came out. What do you mean? I'm sorry. Are, aren't we like only two years apart from each I other? So. Like, what are you making Nina and me and Ashley no, sound like we're like five years older? First of all, even if you were two years older than me, you would be in high school. Hello. When I was in seventh grade. All right. Don't be getting all technical over oh here. Oh, my God. <laughs> you done with the Thanks. old jokes or not? Yeah, aim in my space was just my two cents. She just mad because she was fast in the damn ass. That's all that. I wasn't fast. I was a loser back then, by the way. Wow. So you are talking down on yourself on our self esteem podcast. Wow. Well, here's the thing I'm here to be a living testament. The glow up was real. Okay. It's a real struggle (laughs) for you, girl. It was a real struggle. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Miss Appleton. Okay, okay. I'm here to tell them that you will make it through and you will be okay. Okay, Amen. you will Amen. be okay. I'll, put, I'll, I'll finger snap for that. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, anyway to, I'm gonna provide you know a little yeah. bit of statistics in regards to mental health, and then we'll talk. Uh-huh. I mean, I'll gar- uh, provide some statistics in regards to self esteem, and then we'll kind of tie it into mental health. And what we see on an everyday basis. So a couple of statistics include, and I want to hear your thoughts on this after I'm done reading them. So it says that low self-esteem is linked to violence, school dropouts, teen pregnancies, and low academic achievement. It says about one in four college age women have an eating disorder. Um, nearly all women, approximately 90% women, want to change at least one of their, at least one thing about them regarding their physical appearance. And a girl's self-esteem is more strongly related to how she views his or her, his or her own body shape um, and weight rather than how she actually looks. And I don't know why I said his or her own because if it's a girl, it's, yeah. it's a girl. So my bad. And then one other thing. Um, so previous research has shown a relationship between low self-esteem and mental health disorders such as depression, eating disorders, which I kind of already said, antisocial behaviors, suicidal ideation, and self-harming behaviors, as well as a relationship between um, health risk behaviors such as alcohol and substance abuse. So what do you guys think about those stats that I just kind of ran out? The one that popped out to me was the correlation between low self-esteem and violence. I've never really paired those two together. I have. I can, and I can tell you why. So literally, I'm watching this show, um, 13 Reasons Why on Netflix. And it's this- Oh, that's oh, my shit. Oh, that's a good so, so the one kid on here gets bullied nonstop. He, it, it just, it like broke my heart and like he got sodomized, he got his ass kicked in the bathroom, his head put in the toilet and yeah. prior to even me knowing what was going to take place next, I said, he, excuse my French, I said, he going to fuck them up. He's going to fucking kill them because it's only so much a person can take. He's bullied nonstop by these specific group of people. And then later on down the line, while they're at a, a big dance, he shows up to the school with all these guns ready yeah. to kill right. everybody. So I think that's, to me, that's what the, the, the violence comes in at. But also sometimes, you know how some people are so dissatisfied with themselves and they project on other people. Yeah. I gotcha. I yeah. can see that. I also watched that show. I guess mm-hmm. with that, I guess I, I put the bullying as the cause and not the low self-esteem. But I, I, I get, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's probably um, he probably has low self esteem because of the bullying, or maybe he had right. you know low self esteem before. I don't know, but right. Either way, some violence. Either way, some violence. Uh, you know, took place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I mean, overall, it, it sounds like the the low self esteem plays a huge role in just you know a lot of fronts of your life. Like if that's not up to par, it'll have an impact on a lot of different domains. Right. Right. Definitely agree. Mm-hmm. Anything stand out for anybody else? The the eating disorder statistic was very I, I don't want to say it was shocking because it's not surprising, but one out you said one out of four? Mm-hmm. College age women. 
I mean, I, I guess for maybe for co- I guess college is surprising to me. I would have assumed more so like high school, middle yeah. school. Yeah. Because of all, I mean, with the clientele that I work with, just seeing mm-hmm. all of that already brewing now. Right. At 13, 14, even 11. I think, um, uh, Nina, I don't want to put you on the spot. Do you know when those stats were taken, though? They are kind of old. Huh? Um, I was looking for some most recent ones, but they are kind of old, like 2005-ish. The only reason why I'm asking it's because what you said, mm-hmm. Ashley, so because of the age group, like, you know, obviously in college. So I think because of the year that the stats were obtained in, like, you know, that's like the time we were in college, yeah. kind of. No, not, no, oh, never wait, mind. No. It wasn't. I was, <laughs> never mind. Um, <laughs> my, my time frame is off. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> Retract 2005, that I was still in high school. To be exact, I was a sophomore. She really- I didn't graduate till 2007. Y'all, re- y'all are reaching with this age shit. Y'all really, y'all reaching with this age shit. No, I was I was thinking 2015. Okay, my bad. I like to plug in that 2005 was still seventh grade when I was on MySpace. Just for reference. Oh, just for reference. <laughs> anyway, okay, teeny bopper. Okay, teeny bopper. Well, anyway, back to that. Um, I I was just saying I think because social media wasn't like such a big hit yet at that time that's why those stats say that it's more college based age mm-hmm. as opposed to now where you do see it in the younger uh, population you know young teens adolescents just because of that whole you know and social media is a huge factor so I think because of social media that makes it kind of an onset to being a, a younger age mm-hmm. yeah I agree Chelsea you're right that and I mean I've seen the fact that the you know it was old but I'm like I was trying to find something more recent I just you know wasn't able to find it but that you make a great point you make a great point thanks <laughs> <laughs> oh my god so Ashley with with your yeah. clientele you see mostly like middle school aged and high school yeah well I had well because the agency that I work at had me in the intermediate schools the past two years so I have seen a lot of the fifth through eighth grade kids mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, I, I am very surprised, even though I've only been in the field about five years, it's so surprising and so upsetting to me that how many of these kids have zero confidence in themselves Mm. to do anything Mm. and how often it is because of parent expectations or social media. Like those are the two main things that I have seen because a Mm -hmm. lot of what I hear is that like the parents want better for their kids than what they have because there is so much more accessible now. And especially too, with the social media is that no one gets a break. Like when you think about it, like when we were in school, like we dealt with that same drama and like people putting people down and bullying, we got a break when we got home because there was no connection with a cell phone or social media. Like, yeah, there was MySpace like once in a while, like you could post something, but it wasn't like constant. Like these kids are like texting and yeah. things. Yeah. It's like 2 a.m. Right. Yes, yeah, definitely. Definitely more challenging um, nowadays. Cause like you said, we had a break. Mm-hmm. Like the cell phone usage, the smartphones that they have now, we didn't have then. We yes. had, um, I had a flip phone or a little Nokia phone. Um, oh, the flip phone. <laughs> my I dad- had a pink razor. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> there were sidekicks, there were next tails, like, <laughs> but those didn't come with the same features that, you know, smartphones do now. Right. No, but they sure did have ringback tones, and we should probably bring that back because that was no, epic. I agree. No, that <laughs> I keep my phone on vibrate. But every but but now everybody everywhere you go, you go to a grocery store, everybody's ringtone's the same, and you don't yeah, know whose phone it is anymore. Hello. <laughs> no. I'm about to Wait, step mine to like holla back, girl, just for the. Moment. Oh my goodness! Well, they actually do still have ringback tones. Do they? Yeah. 
I don't know oh, if it's songs, but like, there's different. You guys never going to want to call me now. Oh, well, I'm not around you when. <laughs> We're not with you, though. We're calling ring, you. So it doesn't matter. Wow. No, the ring, the ring bath tones, like what, instead of hearing a ring when you call oh, me, you hear a Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. Okay. Oh, yes. That. I think they got that part. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's fine, Ashley. It looks like you're going to have less people calling you then. <laughs> You'll have Whatever. Hey, wait, okay, is that is that going to bother your self-esteem? Only if you don't call me Chelsea. <laughs> oh. <laughs> because I already know you don't really like me. I've told you this oh. already. <laughs> well, I thought that was Nina. She's the one who's mean to you, not me. No, you're the mean one. What? <laughs> oh, my God. We are not doing this right now. Yeah, I should see my face. But anyway, I can imagine what your face looks like. <laughs> Oh my god! But anyway, like I know she likes me. It is very. I. I. Are you guys seeing the same thing that I'm seeing? Like with any of your younger clients, with like the self esteem increasing more and more when as they get younger. Well, so I don't see kids. Um, I see if I do see you know kids, they're they're like yeah, just just teens. Um. But I still see low self-esteem in, with my adults. Teens, adults, mm-hmm. I feel like it just doesn't expire. There's right. no, like, end date. It just looks different. You know, I feel like kids are more, like, peer-based. What if my friends think this? What if that? Um, but, like, a lot of my young adults are low self-esteem in terms of, like, dating prospects. I had a client today who was, you know, super concerned that she's of a certain age and a lot of her friends are getting married and, you know, starting families and she's been single for X amount of time. Um, so I think that the things we become self-conscious about vary over time, but the self-conscious piece, you know, it, it's there. Right. So I know for me guys specifically, so, you know, I only do my private practice mainly on Saturdays, So I definitely have way less clientele than you guys do. Um, and then just working my full-time job, I don't see clients cause I oversee staff. So it's a little bit different and we kind of do more of that crisis work. So we're not really doing like providing individual therapy to clients every day. So obviously for me, it's a little bit harder for me to give feedback on that. But with my private practice, I do work right now with one teen, um, who is, <sighs> she struggles with self-esteem and, it's really hard and because, you know, she's big on who her friends are and, you know, because of her culture, her mother is very like a helicopter mom for her. So it makes it really difficult for her to kind of build her self-esteem and, you know, also there's expectations from her father because both of the, both parents, they're divorced. So when she's with her father, he expects her to be a certain way and then her mother expects her to be a different way with her, you know, basically full time. And everything going on with COVID, you know, it makes it harder because they're not in school. They're not doing like summer sport activities or anything that they would normally do throughout the year and over the past few years. So now this, my teen specifically is literally 24 seven on her phone nonstop. And, you know, that's concerning for her mom too, but she's, all she does is social media now. And last weekend they went down to um, Wildwood for a TikTok event and all she talks about in each session is about how she just gained one a thousand followers on her Instagram and how, you know, her TikTok just hit like two million viewers. Oh my God. And yeah, yeah. Jeez. <laughs> She's trying to be an influencer. She's trying to be an influencer. Oh, okay. But um <laughs> but like, you know, like that just says a lot. Like, why do you spend so much time doing TikTok videos? Why like who are you trying to impress? What do you need to accomplish by doing these videos? Like, what does that say about yourself kind of a thing? And it's like, that's what makes her happy. So I just, you know, for me, like I said, like I, it's a little bit different for me. Like I only have, I see her. I don't really see that many children or teens. And then I have a couple of adults that I see that um, even the session I just wrapped up prior to um, coming to the podcast that's something that we're going to talk about next week is certain things that happened to her in her childhood that she thinks affects the way she is now with her self-esteem and her self-confidence. And it, it's starting to impact her work. And it's like, she's not able to do work duties that she has to, or give her job the whole 
you know, her true worth or even put her work, like, I, I don't even know how to explain it. It's a little bit difficult, but it's also a culture thing. Like, she's only been here for seven months, seven months. So adapting to U.S. and everything is also a lot, too. And, you know, expectations at work are different than probably the expectations she had back home. So um, there's certain things in her childhood that she's never processed appropriately that she wants to talk about next week. So that's kind of what I see with working the clientele that I have. That'll be kind of interesting to see, um, you know, as you explore her childhood and how it correlates to how she feels about herself now. That'll be interesting. Yeah. And and she's the only one here. Her whole family's back home still. Mm. So that factors it into. Right. right. But, yeah. Um, so for me, I see youth and adults. So with regards to... Um, the youth that I see, whether it is, you know, 8, 10, or adolescent age, um, so most of them, you know, don't have any confidence in themselves. They, like you guys mentioned, they extremely or excessively worry about, you know, what others think of them, how others are going to perceive them. And so, you know, they try to put on, you know, um, I had one client before, like, she didn't feel good unless she had on, you know, makeup, her eyebrows were filled in. She would not go to school unless, um, you know, her face was pretty much done up. Um, and that goes a lot to say about, you know, how she felt about herself and how she wants, you know, other people to perceive her. Um, and then with the adults, um, as far as like self-esteem is concerned, like Chelsea with the client that you just meant, I mentioned, I have, a, I had a client that, his self-worth and self-esteem was so it, it, it was diminished like and it was because of the trauma was that he has encountered throughout his entire childhood which I understood so we were working on that and working towards that and we will always do like positive affirmations and um I would have him repeat them some of them it would hurt so bad for him to repeat. I remember this one specifically. Aww. I would have him say, I would ask him to say, I am worthy. Tears would literally come to his eyes. He couldn't say it. He could not say, I am worthy. He couldn't even fake it and say it. Like tears would come to his eyes. He felt like he wasn't worthy of other people's love and attention. However, he felt like, um, he didn't feel like he was deserving, but he felt deserving enough to give it out to other people. And it like it, I would be like in in my mind or in my heart or in my body and my spirit. I was so pissed off that like he couldn't see that he is worthy of being treated like a human being. But a lot of the times with the clients that we see, um, they don't see that. They don't see that. Did he make it to the point where he could say it or no? No. However, he did make it to a point where he did feel like he was deserving of all the positive things that was happening in his life. Okay. Um, well, that's progress, though. Yeah. Yeah. He did mm -hmm. make it to there. Um, yeah, but it, it would just, it just pisses me. Like, I get so mad for my clients, even though I don't mm -hmm. show it. Like, when they get treated like shit by their family members, the people who are supposed to, those are, like, when we started early in the podcast, we said, where does self-esteem come from? You know, our family. They're, they're the ones, that's where it starts. It starts at home. And then we have clients that we see or that we come into, that we come to encounter, and they didn't have, you know, the people that are supposed to be there for them the most are the ones that tore them down. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's just mm -hmm. so unfortunate. It just pisses me off. Like, I get so mad, but I don't like them know that I'm mad. <laughs> Like, oh, I will fight them. Like, they better leave you alone. Oh, my God. Goodness. Tell them why you mad. I'll be pissed. <laughs> and I just feel like overall, like, self-esteem, I mean, as I mentioned in the stat before, it correlates to depression, like, eating disorders, as we stated with, um, you know, teens and social media, just trying to fit in. And then um, suicide. Yeah. 
suicide is a big one. Do you see any of that, Ashley E, with the adolescents and the kids that you see with regards to their self-esteem? Um, I see, I have seen a lot of ideation and some, like, self-harm, like, very minor cuts. Um, knock on wood that there hasn't been any fully committed suicide acts from any of the kids, like, you know, at the school that I've worked at, but it definitely, a lot of it does stem from not being, not feeling worthy of, you know, being able to live and like, what is the point if I don't feel happy with myself and I don't feel happy with my life and, and it does, some of it does come from that family, Lena, that you said, you know, that people just treat some other people like shit and it just, it fucks with their heads, excuse my language, but, and it makes them think that they don't deserve to, to live how they're living. And then it's just kind of spirals into that depression. Right. Mm-hmm. So do you got do you guys feel like there's any gender differences in self esteem? Like, do you feel like men generally have higher self esteem as opposed to women? I don't think they have higher. I think we are insecure about different things. Um. So, like, whereas a woman might be more fixated on body image or something to that extent you know men might have more insecurities you know based on I don't know their financials or you know what what things they might be able to to own or have or I feel like we just focus on different things I don't know if I would say that there's a less or more okay um I I agree with that I also think that this also goes with the previous podcast that we had and expectations, you know, the different expectations of male and females and seeking therapy. And I think it's kind of the same as their expectations of how they carry themselves. Like, you know, men are always known that they are a stronger individual um, and don't mm. show emotion. So I just think that I think it might be equal for both. Honestly, I just think we all show it differently. But I also, I don't know, it, it's, it's hard because I also think social media puts a lot more pressure on females of being thin, um, you know, just certain images that we're supposed to look like and, you know, people praise by. Mm-hmm. Right. And I don't even think that's social media. I think that's society as a whole. Yeah. Well, yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'm kind of like, <laughs> I'm kind of like torn. Like, I mean, I do agree that they, you know, have different they might, like Ashley A said, they worry about different things. But Chelsea, as you mentioned, women have way more pressure on themselves to look a certain way, to dress a certain way, to be a certain way, to carry themselves a certain way, to um, not have sex with 10 guys because they're seen as promiscuous or if you have a baby before marriage or just whatever. I think there's a lot more pressure on women just by society as a whole, which is, I guess, in my opinion, why, why I may feel like um, men may potentially have higher self-esteem than women. I don't know. See, I feel like I'm gonna I'm gonna play devil's advocate here. I'm feeling from thinking about the all of the clients that I've seen mm-hmm. based off of what society says. As much as I do agree about you know females having all of this you know pressure about how we look and what we do and you know all these different responsibilities. I think that for, and it also goes back to Chelsea, what you said about the previous podcast about the expectations of men. I think that the self-esteem really hits them a little bit differently because of those expectations to admit Mm -hmm. that they maybe aren't as strong physically in a certain way, or they aren't doing this or that. I just seeing the male versus female in session, I think Mm -hmm. that it seems to you could visually see it more being effective affecting males more as just from what I've seen am I making sense it's hard to explain I was like that's why I was sitting here so quietly because I was trying to like trying to get your thoughts together I don't even know if I even explained what I thought so (laughs) so what do you mean you you think uh with men we could visually see it more in session 
Like I think oh, I okay. think that it's it hits therapy. them harder mm-hmm. than it does because I feel like us girls like we talk about it with friends how we feel and like feeling like you know we don't feel like we look good this way or th- or that or like we're stressed about this stressed about that. I feel like guys don't really talk about all that kind of stuff with each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think right when we're talking about who may might feel more of that self-esteem, I think it could be males. Like having lower versus high. Versus women because they right. internalize it. Right. Right. That makes sense. Yeah, that'd be true. But I don't know. So maybe not like a less or more, but I guess the impact... The impact yeah. is different. Okay. Makes sense. I don't know. It's a hard it's a hard subject, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so um full disclosure time. Um did any of you guys ever struggle with like self esteem issues? <laughs> yeah, I told you I was a loser. Okay, I'm gonna need you to stop saying it. You think this is a joke? Right. No, it really was. It was a time to be had. At first, it was like there was like a wave. So I went to Catholic school up until high school, and in fourth grade, I moved to Jersey. Um, and the first Catholic school that I went to was I, I want to say it was in New Brunswick, but it was predominantly um, minority students. And I'm not really sure why I left that school, but. Lo and behold, it was only for a year. And then from fifth to eighth grade, they put me in a different school where I was one of two black people in my class. Um, and it really, from going to Brooklyn to that other school, and then this school in particular was like a a huge, like, I don't even know if I saw race or really understood what feeling different felt like up until that mm-hmm. point. Um, like, at all. Like, I, I think the first time it really hit me it was like subtle things too it wasn't like anybody was overtly necessarily racist but it felt very loud that I was different so like I remember one time in recess uh some girl was like uh the the palm of your hand is a different color than the other side of your hand I swear to god (laughs) what I swear to god and I (laughs) I swear what's her name I'll be her I swear to god I'll never forget it I'll never forget she was like she was like, oh, my God. And I remember not knowing that it was like she thought it was weird. My duck ass goes, my people <laughs> like that, too. Like, I really don't know. <laughs> and, I, Yo, you're funny. and I remember she did not believe me. Like, she just couldn't wrap her head around it. And I don't even think at the time I thought anything of it. I just think back on it now. And I'm like, what the fuck was life? But anyway. Like, that was a time, I remember my best friend at the time, you know, even just hanging out with her and, like, her washing her hair every day or just, like, I feel like at that point in my life, the differences became so loud that I got riddled with insecurities. Like, in any way that I differed, I felt like it was, like, a less than thing. Not like, oh, differences are, like, okay, supported. I feel like I went into a a realm of trying to be, like, the majority then, Um, and then fast forward to high school, I went to a public high school. I think that was on purpose. Um, (laughs) and then it was kind of just immersed into a a super diverse pool. My high school was actually really Mm -hmm. diverse, um, which was a positive. And, and that I think is where I kind of started regaining self-esteem and, and honestly started liking the ways that I was different. Mm But middle school was a bitch, is basically what I'm going to say. I agree to that. <laughs> you too, Ashley E? Yes. Middle school for me was horrifying. Horrifying. And I, even though now middle school and being it working in a middle school, it is more horrifying. But when I was in, when I was in middle school. Oh, it's even more horrifying than before. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, oh my I, God. Too high, I felt like I, I have experienced a lot of low self-esteem going from the starting up of middle school, sixth grade. And like once high school hit, it was a totally different story. And I just chose the right friends, but it was brutal. You know, I know we didn't have, you know, a lot of social media stuff, mm-hmm. but people are just mean. Yes. And for me, kids 
are so mean. It was more of the kids, like the kids in school, the peers around me that made me feel bad about myself versus my family, like, because they were always very supportive. And I never felt like I was being treated like in a negative way. But it was just the other kids that just felt like they could say whatever they wanted to say and thought it was fine. That's terrible. So. Yeah. Kids are very cruel. They are. So mean. I think girls yes. the most in middle school. Something about middle school girls, they're like fucking oh, God, I mean, shit. Oh. The ones in damn high school are not any better. <laughs> no, that's true. But Well, I guess my high school experience was just so different. That's because that, you were probably like, around more school, people who looked like you. So you felt Oh, you felt yeah. more in place. Yeah, but I mean, first of all, let me let me not lie. So the loser part really was high school. It was ninth, tenth grade when I really just didn't know who I was. And so, I mean, going from even like uniform to like I have to pick my clothes every day was like a struggle. Like, how do you mm-hmm. dress? What do you mean? It was like a whole to do. It was a whole to do. That was a hot mess. By eleventh grade, I was in my stride. Mm-hmm. And the point is now, people, if you were in middle school struggling with your life. Ashley is now an accomplished yes, young woman who is yes, getting married is. and fuck those yes, bitches. Yes, she is. That's really it. Just Humble fuck flex. Fuck Humble them flex. Right. <laughs> okay. Anything else you got? Anything else you got to say to them? <laughs> it gets better. It, it, it gets better. Up. I can agree. To <laughs> How about you, Shel? So. For me, yeah, you've been quiet. Okay, well, again, for me, my situation is a little bit different because I have a twin. Mm. So, yeah, you always had somebody. Exactly. So my self-esteem, I mean, shit, my self-esteem now is bad. Like I, you know, just in general, I, anyway, let me go back to younger. So because I have my twin, we were always together. So we went to Catholic school together. Mm -hmm. We, from preschool to eighth grade we were in the same school and you know a lot of the classes that we took we were also together because they did it by your last name so I always had her and we always did the same sports we were cheerleaders so like just having like that reassurance that like no matter whether people like me or don't like me at the end of the day or you know if they make fun of me like I have a twin so like I always had that like I said, a reassurance that I have someone at the end of the day that I can turn to. I have someone to hang out with me during day, during school. Oh, I don't have to worry about eating lunch in the bathroom because I have my sister. So it's it's mm. different. And like, I know you guys don't have twins, but anytime people see twins, it's like this whole, like, it seems like no one's ever seen twins before. <laughs> oh my God, are you guys twins? <laughs> like, no, oh like, no, we're not twins. We just share the same face. <laughs> <laughs> like, but, but for real and like it, it gets annoying after a while like hearing that and like now that we're older it's like yo don't act like you've never seen twins before like it's not it's not I guess for people it's amazing but like you know I'm a twin every day so for me it's kind of just the ordinary right. and like a lot a lot of times I do wonder like oh what is what is it like not having a twin or like what do people think when they see us like I, I think about those things because you know but like when I uh, we think it's fucking awesome obviously <laughs> hello it's very rare that we see twins like besides it being shown on tv so when we see you and your sister walking out she was like oh shit do they got the well, face? Well, Am I seeing things? <laughs> well, see, the other thing, though, is that when we were in Catholic school, we had three other sets of twins in oh, wow. our grade. Oh, wow. So it was like, oh, yeah, we had these two other twin boys, and then we had um, uh, two other females, too. So it was like we were surrounded by twins. But anyway, so then when, when I transferred from Catholic school to public school in high school, that's when me and my sister were kind of, like, freaking out, because we're like, oh, shit, we don't know anybody in this town, like, you know, we're like, oh, we have to start new, but then again, we weren't that worried, because we still had each other. So, it's like, you know, imagine, like, Ashley, like you said, yeah, you went from Catholic school to public school, so imagine being by yourself, not knowing people. Ashley and I, we still had each other, we were in the same homeroom, we had lockers next to each other, so it was different for me. But I definitely struggle with self-esteem now. So, um, 
you know, just growing up. And I don't want to say it's anything from my childhood, but just the way I look like, you know, I'm the heaviest I've ever been in my life now. And it's just more like um, appearance, self-esteem issues than it would be anything else for me. Mm-hmm. I feel that. I'm also the heaviest I've ever been in my life. I'm going to punch you. <laughs> you wrapped in. Be quiet. <laughs> Thank God this is virtual. No, but I am. It still counts. It still is happening. All right. You probably put on like five pounds and I'm sure you still No, actually, fit. so I put on 20 pounds since our master's program. Actually, that was like four years ago. But you don't look it. Yeah, four years, 20 pounds. But you oh, don't well, look five it. Five pounds a year. I mean, everyone keeps telling me that, but, like, the scale don't lie to me. It makes me feel some kind of well, way. Well, maybe it's just I just muscle. don't like it. Oh, my God. What? Muscle weighs more I mean, than that, so. I don't think it's muscle. I think it's cheeseburgers. <laughs> oh, but whatever. <laughs> well, if that's what the hell you eat, it might be some damn cheeseburgers. <laughs> um... Is that Oscar? No, it's Oscar. not Oscar. No, no, it's it's my sister's dog. Oh, Oscar is peacefully sleeping. I was like, Oscar sounds so much bigger. We both said it at the same time. Like, is everything okay over Hold there? On. Is everything okay? Oscar's sleeping. Oh my god. No, we're sorry, Oscar. Me and Ashley are sorry. We didn't mean to blame you. <laughs> Poor Oscar. Um. So I guess my experience growing up. So I did have a little self-esteem growing up and it came from a little bit of being, um, being raised, you know, with my grandmother and, you know, being out in the world. So as many people know, um, well, I don't know if many people know this, but African-American community, they know that colorism is a thing. And now, in the generation that we are in now, in today's age in society, brown-skinned, chocolate-toned women, darker-skinned women are being more embraced. However, when me and Ashley were coming up, that really wasn't necessarily the case. It was like, you know, light skin is in. And um, I live with my... Who was who doing that noise? Or am I hearing stuff? It's 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 my sister's dog. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. You have the dog next to you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, if I don't if I don't hold him, he's gonna keep doing that whining that you guys heard. Wait, I didn't know what the hell. Was. <laughs> I thought it was one of us. <laughs> I did think it was one of y'all. I'm like, well, why are y'all doing this after every sentence? I thought somebody was getting freaky in the background, not going to lie. I was like, what in the hell? Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. Okay. All right. All right. Now that I know. Okay, cool. So when I was growing up, like I said, being of a lighter uh, skin tone was in. That's what, you know, society deemed as pretty, um, more acceptable, and things like that. So I, was raised, I have been raised with my grandmother since basically almost birth. And she, uh, she is a, um, a darker, she has a darker skin tone. So I don't know if she is aware of the minor insecurity that she, you know, kind of instilled in me. So as I was growing up, you know, of course, we had four seasons every year, summer comes. As a kid, you know, I want to go outside, play outside. I don't care if it's sunny, you know, the sun doesn't bother me. I want to go outside, have a good time. And even still up until this day, and she does it to my father as well, who is a grown-ass man, and he's 60 years old. You better stay out of that sun. You're going to get dark. You better stay out of that sun. You're going to get dark. You're not, your color's not going to come back. So I don't think that she realizes how that kind of fucked up my psyche about how I viewed myself. Because I no longer wanted to be, even though society, you know, didn't really welcome um, chocolate or, you know, darker women of darker skin tone. Um, at the time, it's like I was getting it from society and then I was getting it from at home. So that that was an insecurity of mine. And then I have been a small person my whole my whole life. So it's really annoying. Um, the jokes, nonstop jokes. Oh, you skinny, you this, you that. It's very fucking annoying. It's, I know I'm small. I get it. I see myself every day. So um, that was an insecurity of mine, you know, as I was younger um now i've come to love my skin tone um i like my body frame however i do exercise because i 
what likes it perfected to the way that I would like it to look. Um, but as far as insecurities as an adult, there are days where sometimes I just wake up and I'm like, ew, I look mad ugly. And then there's other days when I look in the mirror like, bitch, you look good as hell. Like, you, you look fine. <laughs> like, you look good. You did that. Oh, you did that. My <laughs> I'm serious. God. It just depends. It depends on the day, <laughs> my mood, what I'm going through. Um, but yeah, so for the most part, self-esteem is way better now. Um, and then even though my grandmother always had this colorism thing, she did, you know, instill in me, you know, to love myself and, you know, I could do anything and I'm good at anything, but at the same time, making those um, comments, um, that shit was annoying. And it wasn't helpful because I used to want to be light-skinned so bad. But now I'm, you know, satisfied with the human God created, so. Yeah. Yeah. It's challenging. It's tough. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. And your friends definitely have a I feel like your friends have a significant um they play a significant role in your life too with regards to like self esteem and all of that type of stuff, depending on your friends and um I'm not gonna I don't wanna say a bad group of friends, but friends that may be doing things that you're probably not supposed to be doing or I think that can influence the way how you feel about yourself as well oh I've definitely had a group of bad friends I'm gonna call them bad <laughs> friends <laughs> I'm no longer friends with them <laughs> well that's good I'm glad <laughs> that was like when I was a kid like that wasn't now but it was years and years and years ago but you're right it does play it can oh play a big role yeah yeah so do y'all feel like there were instances in your life where maybe you didn't value yourself as much I guess any time that I was feeling low about myself or like, I would say any time my self-esteem is low, I probably wasn't valuing myself to the fullest extent. Okay. I think when I, it wasn't when I was in middle school and all of that crap was happening. I think for me, I don't think I valued myself when I was towards the end of my last relationship because it was turned out to be a very toxic and just verbally abusive relationship and I felt like I didn't know I was in that situation at the time so I just felt like I just wasn't worthy of like a lot of things because I was in that situation but I don't feel like that anymore which is great <laughs> that <laughs> is I took great myself out of that situation but it's hard to, to see what right. really is causing that until you're kind of take yourself out of away it. from yeah. that environment mm-hmm. <clears throat> um for me I would it would be the same as Ashley. Um, I think over the past three, yeah, three years is when I definitely didn't see any value in me and it was really hard. Um, and again, that's just also where my self-esteem kicked in because just things started changing for me personally. Um, so I think that's when I really struggled with it. But it, at that time, like you said, actually, it's hard because you don't mm-hmm. recognize it because you're in it day in and day out. So it wasn't until like, you know, more recently where you actually, well, now that I reflect back on it, I'm just like, oh, wow. Like that, that's how I was like, why? Right. And you, mm-hmm. you know, just, it's just amazing because I've always just been a very independent person, mm-hmm. very like strong headed, ambitious person and just like goal oriented. And to see me like at that point, it's like, damn, what? Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I Ashley and Chelsea, mine, I can't think of a relationship specifically, but just maybe some of the bullshit that I put up with with men. Um, knowing now that I should have never put up with it, but I think that sometimes when we're in the situation, as you guys said, you can't see it, but sometimes we don't know that we shouldn't be putting up with that. Right. And so yeah. mm-hmm. once we move on and somebody shows us something different and something better, it's like, Wait, hold up. I was I was letting <laughs> you treat me like What's me. Going on here? Yeah. I was letting you treat me like, oh, absolutely not. This will never happen again. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of times we do 
we are in situations and there are instances where, you know, we don't value ourselves as much as we should, but maybe it's because we don't know our full value mm-hmm. to begin with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. So what are some recommendations that you guys think are like helpful for those struggling with self-esteem outside of like therapy? Like if you're struggling with self-esteem and it's not like, if it's not severe, you don't feel like you're depressed or Mm -hmm. it's not anxiety, you're not going to harm yourself, just some everyday useful, you know, skills that people can utilize to kind of like boost their self-esteem. I think boundaries and energy is important, you know, making sure that if, if people are bringing down your energy or, you know, there are people in your circle or that you've been consistently surrounding yourself around that don't make you feel good, knowing that it's okay to maintain distance. That doesn't mean, you know, cutting them completely out, but just kind of making sure that you're aware of, of the toll that certain people might play on, on your mood or how you're feeling or how you view yourself and and you know reacting accordingly on that front yeah I think that um gratitude is also a really important thing like just you know either waking up in the morning and like saying like one thing that you're grateful for like in the mirror Mm -hmm. like before you start your day or even like Mm -hmm. to end your day because you know you you can't really predict what your day is going to look like but at the end of the day even if like tons of crap went wrong you could like say to yourself okay this is what I accomplished today or like this is the one good thing that I appreciate today I think just like taking that time just to like just really show some gratitude to yourself yeah highlight the positives and I think also I mean everything that the two of you said is definitely key um factors that people should be doing every day because it just changes your whole the whole way you feel and everything but also just being more mindful and recognizing your self-worth and not comparing yourself to others yeah i think chelsea i was gonna say that you take it away yeah (laughs) i I just think that's (laughs) it's just so easy for everyone to just compare themselves nowadays and it's like and this is why i i i you know i'm not big on social media you guys have me on social media i don't post like pictures of myself or anything like that like whatever but anyway it's just so easy for you to be we're all on our phones and you open instagram you open facebook you open whatever else social media you're on but every 30 minutes you go on it it's people just flaunt what they want you to see and it's Mm -hmm. like what about behind Mm -hmm. closed doors like stop acting like everything's perfect stop acting like you got the whole world and posting these pictures Mm because that's not what life's about but that's social media that's it's nina clapping Because Chelsea is preaching, but it's it is no, I agree. What kind of message are we sending out to people? Like now, social media before was reached. You know, I got Facebook to talk to my family that lives in other countries because that was the only way to communicate. You know, or even to catch up with old friends that you know like I have some friends in Canada but like whatever but like now it's just like yo social media has turned into a whole nother image where it's just all about everybody competing about each other oh she has uh 4,000 followers let me go let me go post a a crazy picture so I can get followers yo for real right now (laughs) let's be for real (laughs) you you want strangers creeping up on your pictures okay you do that then like but anyway, that's, yeah. it's just, we just need to stop comparing ourselves because at the end of the day, those people don't matter. No offense, but they don't. They really don't. Yeah. And half of them <laughs> are unemployed. <laughs> this can be a whole other podcast that we're just going to go on for like two hours about. Because, like, <laughs> yeah. because about that is so true. Like we post on social media the best of things. We never want to post, mm-hmm. you know, when we're feeling down or when we're feeling sad or when something is bothering us. So half the time, these people are projecting a life that they don't even really have. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And it's like, there's this one girl that I know that, um, like, she suffers with really bad anxiety and, like, you know, going to college with her, I never knew she had any issues with anxiety, like, you know, any type of mental health or anything like that. And, you know, lately she's been posting about more about her anxiety. And it's like, when you look at those pictures where she writes these detailed paragraphs about her journey and everything, it's like she barely gets any likes, but then she posts a nice picture of her at the beach and it's like she gets like 2,000 likes. And it's just like her picture of the anxiety of her, like, 
you know, with no makeup on, just a normal selfie and her explaining her journey and how she feels and everything, that has so much more value mm -hmm. than her at the beach with her hair blowing and makeup or whatever else. Yes, it definitely does. It definitely does. And I'm glad you... That's all I got to say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned um, comparing yourself to others because that's what people do a lot of the time. When they aren't where they are at, well, where they would like to be at in their life currently, they compare themselves to other people. Well, so-and-so is such-and-such, -and, -such and I'm this age, and I should be here. No, you are exactly where you're at. Um, you, are, you are exactly where you're supposed to be at. You're not supposed to be where that mm -hmm. person is. You don't have that person's resources. You don't have that person's life. You have this life. This hand was dealt to you. So comparing yourself to somebody else only makes you feel worse. It doesn't make you feel better. Um, so, yes, Chelsea, I definitely agree. People should not um, compare themselves to other people. And then, um, both you, um, Ashley, you mentioned, um, you know, just saying positive things to positive things for yourself on a on a daily basis. I don't think people realize how um, powerful th their words are. Like me and my friends have this conversation a lot. And sometimes I even do this too. Like uh, my boyfriend will get in my ass. He'd be like, stop saying stuff like that. Like if I mess up, I'm like, oh my God, I'm so stupid. He was like, shut up. Stop. Well, he don't let me shut up. He'd be like, stop saying stuff like that. Because once you put those words out there, <laughs> you don't realize the process or how it's like your brain, it doesn't realize that what you're saying to yourself out loud is not true. So you start to internalize mm -hmm. and believe those negative things. So the power of the tongue is real. Like you guys said, say positive stuff about yourself. Don't compare yourself to others. Do things that make you happy. Stay around, mm -hmm. stay from around negative people. Energy is a big thing. Yeah, it's okay if to not be friends with everybody. Right. If those people aren't uplifting you and motivating you, then why do you have them around? Right. Straight recipe for disaster. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And I just wanted to end the podcast with, um, since we're talking about positive affirmations and being positive, if anybody out there is struggling with self-esteem, I just want to let them know that they are enough, they are worthy, and they can do it. Absolutely. So, yeah, I know this was kind of, we kind of went deep at the end. Yeah, we really did. You guys were going off. I was like, oh, shit. Well, Chelsea was taking me to church. So, you know, I, you know she didn't even know what she was doing. Oh, what? Oh, okay. Um, so, on a lighter note, anybody have plans this weekend? Um, my friend from New York is coming tomorrow morning. Um, and then we're doing top golf at night. Ooh. And Sunday is probably just going to be a relaxing day. Oh, and I have two, actually, no, I lied. I have two sessions tomorrow. I forgot about that. Oof. <laughs> just realized. <laughs> I am doing well tomorrow. I'm playing. Uh, driver for Taylor, but Sunday, nothing. Oh, and I'm getting a pedicure tomorrow. Oh, there you too. go. Oh, you're going out. Good stuff. Going into the world a little bit. A little bit. Nice. Very cool. Mm -hmm. I will be spending it with my dad's side of the family. It's Cousins Weekend. We have it once a year. Oh, oh that's cool. Fun. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, well, we'll see how it goes. It can get a little crazy. I don't know if I have the energy <laughs> to do that, but. Oh, my God. As long as you have alcohol, you should be fine. I think that's the problem. This is true. That's that's the part that's going to be crazy. <laughs> that's why it's going to get crazy. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. Um. Yeah, I'm out here this weekend, you guys. So I will be on Saturday in Philadelphia at like this outside event that they're having. Um, it's like a parking parking lot social oh. where you do karaoke and all this other stuff that they have going on there. And then Sunday, I'll be having brunch. So. That sounds nice, sounds though. Really, 
You're really out here. And oh, here I am. <laughs> Let her live, Ashley. <laughs> Nina, Nina's the young folks on the news that they're saying are bringing oh our God. spikes up at you. I'm actually not, but okay. I will only be mingling with the people that I came with. <laughs> so, yeah, that's mm-hmm. pretty much it. Well, well, I hope you all have a great weekend. You too. Okay. Bye. 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 Bye.